We're going to have our Bible readings now. Um, uh, Derek's going to read the, uh, the first one and then Edna the second one. All about discipleship. The, the first reading comes from the beginning of Matthew's Gospel. Not quite at the beginning that uh, we have uh, the birth accounts of, uh, of Jesus and his baptism, his temptation, and then he calls the first disciples. Let's hear that call. Okay, we're reading from Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 to 22. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were, they were in a boat and, uh, with their father, uh, Zebedee preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Thank you, Derek. So they were the first disciples who were called And then, of course, Jesus called other disciples, the 12 disciples. And uh, they learned off Jesus through his ministry. And the last time they were all together was the Last Supper. And we'll be enacting that at the end. Jesus died and rose again. The Easter story, and over the next few weeks, we will be concentrating on the Easter story. And then he returned to his father, leaving his Holy Spirit. But before he went, right at the end of Matthew's Gospel, he said some important words. And Edna's now going to, to uh, speak those words. That discipleship was not just for then, it's for now. Thank you. Matthew chapter 28 verses 16 to 20 and this passage is entitled The Great Commission Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go When they saw him they worshipped him but some doubted Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. 
Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Do you want the good news or the bad news? So, <laughs> the good news. The good news, if you missed Chick Yule last Sunday, you can hear him again on the podcast, which is on the website, and I'd recommend it. It was good last week, wasn't it, if you were here? Very good. Very good. Yes. Bad news, he's not here this week. It's me again. <laughs> Thank you. They were a bit slow, but um, you, you can come. You can come again. Now, the bad news, I think, is that this great commission has maybe become the great omission. That maybe we've missed out something here. Now, as you know, the elders met at the start of January to try and decide, discern the plan for the next year. And what came was to pray, to pray until Chick Yule's visit. We, uh, we felt that was a defining moment, and it's proved to be. Because at the elders' meeting on Thursday, the elders agreed a plan for the next 15 months. Well, it's not quite a plan, is it, Brian? Brian, who is, does planning for, for his business, said, that's no plan, that's a vision. But, okay, well, it's a vision then. For the next 15 months. And that's exciting that we felt that time of prayer has been very valuable. It's not that we stop praying now, or we've done that, but that God has led us. And this will be revealed more um, uh, at the church AGM, so come to the church AGM a week on Thursday and we'll share more and we can uh, discuss more. But it's basically about discipleship. And what we'd been praying and thinking about was just reinforced with what Chick Yule was saying. And so let's look again at this passage, the Great Commission. Thank you. So here's the, the start of it, the last words of Jesus in Matthew's Gospel. Then the eleven disciples, because of course Judas by this time had, had betrayed Jesus, went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. So the first thing there that I want you to notice is that they did as Jesus told them to do. We did it sillily, didn't we, with the hands on your head and um, arms up in the air. But that is what we need to do. If Jesus says, then we do it. And we believe, the elders believe that Jesus has, has told us to really concentrate. Well, certainly for the next few months on discipleship. 
and to uh, really welcome back perhaps those who have uh, been disciples but perhaps have, have uh, perhaps lost their way a little bit and encourages all in discipleship. That doesn't mean that we don't go out, that we don't share the gospel. In fact, it does. But this will be our emphasis about discipleship. So we do as uh, they did as Jesus told, we do as Jesus told them. Verse 17, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. All are welcome. The doubters, those who are full on in worship. But something that has been revealed to us is how the Sunday worship is a heartbeat of the church, the heartbeat of the activities. And this is just emphasised that what Jesus said came out of worship. And worship is so vital, so important. And perhaps we should have that five-minute warning to bring us into that attitude of worship so that we can then go forward. We had, uh, several years ago now, a sense that God was calling us to be a harbour. And maybe we got it a little bit wrong Because we thought of a (coughs) harbour, perhaps too much as as people coming, being restored, and then people going. And there was some, I remember a lady from Pakistan who was escaping persecution for being a Christian. And she came and was restored and then moved on. And other people. But as we've been reflecting on that, perhaps it's different. Perhaps we misunderstood it. It's not just a quiet sort of countryside harbour, but it's a working port. And that Sunday by Sunday, we come to that port, come to church, to be restored, for then going out, and for our day-to-day work and, and connections with the community, to be restored in discipleship, to actually live our lives. And that was one of the emphases that Chick Yule gave us. He was saying, if you, uh, if you missed it, that of all of the hours that we have during the week, taking out those uh, when we're asleep, that maximum, perhaps, we spend 10 hours in church activities, some less, perhaps a few more, but let's say no more than that. That still leaves 110 hours of our life. That is where we're a disciple. That is where we need to be that disciple in those 110 hours. And so this emphasis on discipleship is not an internal thing just to make us feel better, but it's an equipping to actually go out and serve God tomorrow morning and Tuesday morning, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then come back to the harbour. And of course that harbour can be at other times as well in fellowship groups which is so vital for discipleship. And for other times, like treats, and other times where we we perhaps just meet together in prayer triplets we've been encouraging, there can be lots of harbours. Those harbours to strengthen, equip, confess, and then to go out. Let's move on. 
Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus is the boss. In these postmodern times, it's perhaps not so easy. Well, you know, um, uh, well, if I feel like it, I'll do it. There's authority here. Jesus. If Jesus says, then we do it. Just like we had a bit of fun. If Simon says, do it, well, we do it. But this is Jesus. He's strong, he's powerful. Jesus says we do it. And this is what he said to his disciples, and we are his disciples now. So let's listen to these words. Thank you. Therefore, therefore, I'm the boss, Jesus says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded to you. This is his instruction, and this is our instruction too. Now, I think too often we've perhaps overemphasized some of these words. Therefore, go. And sometimes we've overemphasized that go, as if to be uh, following what God wanted, we need to go somewhere and do it. Whereas perhaps it's go to our workplace, go to our family, go to our friends. It's not just out there, it's our life. So the emphasis I want to share is make disciples. That needs to be our emphasis. And that's what the elders feel our emphasis should be. And that has all sorts of implications and a, a group of elders are meeting hopefully next week to, uh, to discuss that, and there'll be lots more on this. The question is, are you a disciple? See, sometimes we can think, oh, we've got to go out there to make disciples, but what about in here? In here, are you a disciple? John Wesley, the, the great Christian leader of some centuries before, he spoke about discipleship. He said this, The church changes the world not by making converts, but by making disciples. See, converts, about being baptized, is a convert. But discipleship goes further than that. Maybe you need to be converted. Maybe you're at that stage. That's great. I urge you to make that decision. We haven't had many baptisms over the last few years. We need more baptisms. We need more converts. But don't just end there. Go on into discipleship. That's what Wesley said. Another man, Elton Trueblood. Why is it that so many of these important Christians have odd names. I was being called True Blood. Um, when we, I sat down for lunch with uh, um, Chick Yule, and I did make that mistake, didn't I, last week, if you were here last week, and um, I did recover from it, I hope. Anyway, we sat down, and, uh, and we were talking about this, uh, our odd words are said, uh, our odd names, people like Reinhold Bonker, 
is a, a famous preacher. What fancy a name like that? And Chick Yule was laughing. I grew up in Glasgow. If I'd uh, had a name like Reinhold Bonke, then how would I have survived being in Glasgow? And then he remembered another name from Spring Harvest. I don't know if you know, Winky Pratney. That perhaps this doesn't translate into, don't worry if it doesn't translate into Russian, but um, Winky Pratney. He said, oh, I just wouldn't have survived. What mother calls their son Winky? And uh, anyway, this is what Elton Trueblood said. Perhaps the greatest single weakness of contemporary Christian church is that millions of supposed members are not really involved at all. And what is worse, do not think it strange that they are not. As soon as we recognize Christ's intention to make his church a militant company, we understand at once that the conventional arrangement cannot suffice. There is no real chance of victory in a campaign if 90% of soldiers are untrained and uninvolved. But that is exactly what we stand, where we stand now. Now, whether that's true or not of this church, that's for us to decide. But uh, that's what uh, this man, Mr. Trueblood, says of the Christian church. There's that lack of discipleship, lack of real commitment. So there's a challenge this morning. There's something called the Engels scale. And it starts off here at minus 12. I've shared it before, I'll share it again. Minus 12 is that you have no knowledge of God. Are you there? If uh, you, uh, you come to, uh, to some understanding of God, perhaps through other people, this is where evangelism comes in, going out... Perhaps somebody sit next to you at work and, and is a Christian and then perhaps have something of a God framework, minus 10. Maybe you progress in your faith, wondering if God can be known, minus 8. More sharing, more people who are disciples, you meet other disciples, you perhaps just God speaks to you directly, other ways. Become interested in who Jesus is, minus six. You experience Christ's love, minus five. Aware of a personal need and a need to respond, minus three. You grasp the implications of the gospel, minus two. You're challenged to respond personally. And if you've not made that step, of saying yes to Jesus, I challenge you now. Minus one. And naught is when you say, yes, Lord, I believe. And you say, praise God. Nick, what's praise God in Russian? What's praise God in Russian? And if you say, slavo bogo, we rejoice. A new convert. You get baptised. But it doesn't end there. The Engel scale said that it goes on into discipleship. That's a start of discipleship. Plus one, you experience the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit. Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? No, the, the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy and peace growing inside you, becoming more Christ-like. 
Have you known the empowerment of the Holy Spirit? Having prophecy, speaking in tongues, interpretation. Adam, come out here. Now don't take this the wrong way, but what happened to you with that three young, those three young women last weekend? <laughs> now that's got you interested, hasn't it? It's not what you think, honestly. <laughs> um, I went to Bristol last weekend to lead some times of worship, really good fun. Um, and in one of the, the sessions, I got a sense from God that there was, there was three young it was set up like this, and there was three young ladies sat where Sarah is, um, and they were about 17, 18, and I really got a sense that they were really connected with God, but they didn't realize the potential in them, and I felt God saying that I needed to tell them that they were going to do really good things for God, and God was going to do good things for them, and I'm not the type of person to do things like that. I, I love talking to people, but I get a bit wary whether it's from me or is it from God but I thought no I'm going to do it so the end of the service I went over and had a really good chat with them and really good conversations and basically just told them just what I've said um, and they're like oh right okay yeah, yeah. and then I just walked away and then one of them Ruth came up to me and she said that really hit me hard I was like oh right I'm sorry <laughs> um, but she said no in a good way because she said only today I spent an hour in prayer because I'm just about to make the decision whether I want to go to university or whether I want to spend a year working for God and that was confirmation that I have to work for God so that was pretty awesome for me when the Holy Spirit you um, uh, is there and guides and Adam was used in that how, how good is that isn't it Do you have experiences like that? Adam's not special. Well, he's special to us all. But God wants to use us all in those ways. So maybe we need to explore those. That, um, uh, you need to grow in, in faith and, and, uh, and knowledge of the Holy Spirit. Plus three. How's your prayer life? How's your Bible reading? How's your worship? How's your life for Christ? Are you maturing as a Christian? These are questions, and these are the emphasis that we're going to make. We're going to make disciples. Now, of course, we're all on a varied path, and, and this church has been doing this since 1662. It's not a new thing in that sense, it's just a re emphasis. Go and make disciples. And so hopefully all of us will be challenged over our discipleship. Let's move on. Because of this, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age, because God, through his Holy Spirit, wants to draw us all the way through. And don't be confused. It's not that we've got to wait till this stage before we can start to share the gospel. It's not like that at all. We've not, we're not experts. We can share the gospel when we're there, just guiding somebody one step along. Let's rejoice that God wants to lead us. 
and leaders in our lives, leaders in discipleship, leaders in witness as we go out. Thank you, Colin. In yesterday, last Sunday afternoon, Chick Yule showed this diagram. The red dots are, are Christians, around about um, 7% in the country. If we're all clustered like this, we look pretty ineffectual. But then he showed us that discipleship, and if we're disciples and out there just living our lives, it may not not be about programs, although we have got some programs lined up, but just living out there, how much, you have to count them to make sure there's the same number of dots, don't you? It looks like there's more. And uh, so what we're aiming for is that God will just help us in our discipleship, lead us in our discipleship, and lead us out to share the gospel powerful and significant ways. Is that good news? That's good news. That God is with us. It's God's empowerment. And God will help us to share. And those red dots will multiply. And let's rejoice in that. There'll be much more about discipleship, much more about going out, but perhaps that's God's led us enough at this stage, because I want to give us time, time to come before God, and so I'd like to invite the the musicians to uh, to come back. We're going to share communion in a few moments, and I want you to prepare to do that. And I want you to worship God. We've got some, a couple of songs here to, to really help us as we answer some of the questions that have been raised. Where are we on the scale? Am I ready to commit for the first time? Am I ready to recommit? Am I a disciple? Do I need to, to open myself up more to Christ? Now's the opportunity to do What's praise God in Russian? What's praise God in Russian?